In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Oh, well, a lot, a lot's been happening. (laughs) We had two pre-recorded episodes for you guys, and in the time that it took to release those, a lot. You know what's interesting is we didn't even, like, because, like, the last Thursday was when we, was you and I, Mm -hmm. um, and we hadn't even seen Donald Trump's speech at the RNC yet. (laughs) It feels like years ago that he even gave that crazy, like, fascist display speech. And then there was, like, the 20 minutes of fireworks afterwards that said his own name. I mean, mm-hmm. it was... Oh, and, Iv- and Ivanka. We didn't even... No Ivanka. We didn't talk about Melania's green dress. Um, oh, my God. You know what I realized? Jared Kushner snubbed at the RNC. I mean, I'm sure he didn't want to speak. He's a weird voice. Well, yeah, and I guess, like, he's not really known for that, but it's just weird when you've got the whole fam out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Tiffany's out there. She's, Like, like, campaigning now. She's, like, tweeting like a Trump... I know. I saw that she tweeted at Joe Biden, and I was like, okay, Tiffany's entered the chat. Yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she polled well or something, like internal polling of some kind on the Trump team. It's very strange that she is just I here now know. suddenly. Maybe she needs something. I, she's like, shit, I got to tweet that Joe Biden's a liar because... <laughs> My, I gotta pay my rent or something. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why she would go from kind of being one where everybody, like, obviously people aren't very nice about Tiffany, but like where people kind of didn't have the hatred, yeah, of the other adult Trumps, yeah, and then put yourself in the spotlight like that. It's like just fly under the radar, girl. Mm-hmm. Just sail. She was so close to making it out of there unscathed. I know. I know. Okay. So as we said, uh, we haven't recorded since last Thursday. The election is now 63 days away. And since we last spoke, violence has continued to royal American cities. And the media has continued... To kind of do do what it does about that. So over the weekend, a man believed to be part of a far-right group was fatally shot as rival protests faced off in Portland. The man was part of a group called Patriot 
prayer that came from out of town to show support for police officers. There's videos of them like macing people out of the back of their pickup trucks. Um, and this has happened in Portland before. I think those like, I don't know if it's Unite the Right, which was the Charlottesville people, or no, the Proud Boys, which mm -hmm. are another, <laughs> another far-right group that take themselves very seriously for being called Proud Boys, but they, they <laughs> did something in, There's uh, also been like standoffs in Oregon, yeah. like with federal agents before, like because it's interesting. We have this, you know, perception of Oregon, which is that it's a deeply blue state, which it is, but that's just mostly because of Portland, you know. And Portland's like this liberal mm -hmm. city that has a huge activist contingent to it, but. Rural Oregon's rural Oregon. Rural yeah. Oregon. Rural. <laughs> rural juror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so with all of this, obviously, there's also what's been going on in Kenosha. President Trump uh, sent his condolences to the family of this man in Portland, but has yet to even say Jacob Blake's name. Yeah. <laughs> This is absurd. But yesterday, President Trump claimed to have spoken with Blake's family pastor. And Jacob Blake's father told CNN that they don't have a family pastor. And he's like, I don't know who he spoke with. Which clearly to me just shows that Donald Trump just spoke to a black pastor. That and is honestly is like, so crazy. So such a wild, you know, back-to-back -back statement. You know, like, yeah. what? No, I well, first of all, it's like, why would you speak to their pastor and not them? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you speak to them? He's never said Jacob Blake's name. He has, however, uh, refused to condemn the actions of Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old who has been charged with homicide for fatally shooting two protesters in Kenosha after driving in from out of state to, quote-unquote, protect businesses. Here is how Trump responded to a reporter asking him if he condemned the murders. Well, we're, we're looking at all of it. Uh, that was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape as I saw. And uh, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. And he fell. And then they very violently attacked him. And it was something that we're looking at right now, and it's under investigation. But... Uh, I guess he was in very big trouble. He would have been, I, he probably would have been killed, but it's under, it's under investigation. He had a gun. I know, he like, had a gun and they did not. He had an assault rifle and they did not. He also entered in from out of the state to protect property that did not belong to him. Like that is antagon, that's antagonistic. Also, the clip that he is referring to is after he had already shot and killed someone. He had already shot and killed someone, and that's when they came after him to so he would stop shooting and killing people, which he didn't do. You know, but, I mean, he killed more people after that. You know, so it's just it's it's just really, 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 really disturbing, really disturbing to hear that. Yeah, and it's slowly becoming, as we talked about last week with Tucker Carlson, and um, you know, Ann Coulter has already tweeted stuff in praising this kid, like. 
it is now becoming Republican Party doctrine that this kid was right to do what he did and that this kind of act, like that protesters are basically asking for it if they engage in this kind of contact, like conduct, which I mean, I don't think I need to point out to anyone why that's really fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, because last week his campaign advisor, Kellyanne Conway, said that the escalated violence violence is good for Trump's reelection campaign. So mm-hmm. they are um, basically continuing to fan the flames of violence, which allows Trump to push his law and order message while framing Biden as sympathetic to the violent protests. So Trump will frequently say, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America while showing violent images of things currently happening in Trump's America. And some of it isn't even happening in America. They've been showing footage of things happening in Spain. Um, You know, just like whatever. They're just like throwing whatever shit at a wall to see what sticks. Literally, I wouldn't be surprised if they just show a clip from Children of Men and they're like, this is Joe Biden's America. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is that Clive Owen? <laughs> they show, they show <laughs> that one really long sequence where there's no cuts. It's a beautiful piece of oh, filmmaking. If anyone has movie, not seen it's so good. That movie is so good, but it really, that is the type of shit that scares me. Like that movie <laughs> le- left me freaked the fuck out Mm -hmm. and they just end up showing one of those whole sequences which would have been insane um so the rhetoric has even prompted joe biden to make one of his first campaign appearances outside of delaware since the pandemic began he effectively pointed out that this mayhem is not just happening under trump's watch but has largely been caused by his rhetoric he said do you really think you'll be safer in Trump's America? He said, uh, let's listen to a clip. You know me. You know my heart. You know my story, my family story. Ask yourself, do I look like a radical socialist with a soft spot for rioters? Really? I want a safe America. Safe from COVID. Safe from crime and looting. Safe from racially motivated violence. Safe from bad cops. Let me be crystal clear. Safe from four more years of Donald Trump. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, here's what I think is good about Joe Biden, because, you know, we go back to the Hillary days. Hillary had a really hard time seeming authentic, connecting with voters. Joe Biden, like, is he the, is he Obama as far as, like, speaking goes? No. But he is authentic, and I do think that he speaks to people on their level. And I Mm -hmm. think that maybe people who are attracted to Donald Trump's bravado and the way that Donald Trump speaks to, quote-unquote, the everyman, I think that they'll still get that from Joe Biden. Like, him being like, do I look like a radical socialist to you, is him talking to people on the level. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't. (laughs) No, and I mean, it is, I do feel like it's a tough sell for Trump to try to make 
Biden, make people actually think that Biden is a radical socialist, if he can maybe tie them to the squad and these other people that like scare people, like in the RNC, he was clearly like showing pictures of Bernie. And what was that line from Giuliani that, um, that Biden's a Trojan horse with AOC Mm -hmm. and and Bernie and, and Black Lives Matter inside, which is an interesting image. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy Gift Mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So Donald Trump plans to visit Kenosha, Wisconsin today, despite pleas from local officials that it would just make things worse. The White House has announced, had announced on Saturday that Trump would travel to Kenosha to meet with law enforcement and to survey some of the damage from the recent protests. So basically going to Kenosha, Wisconsin for photo op to stand in front of a burned down building and take some fucking pictures. And is he going to visit Jacob Blake or Jacob Blake's family? No, he's not. No plans. No plan to do that. Um, Democratic Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers wrote him a letter urging him that he could reconsider the visit. He wrote, I am concerned your presence will only hinder our healing. I am concerned your presence will only delay our work to overcome division and move forward together. The mayor and local NAACP leader have also urged Trump not to come. 
but he, Trump is planning to move forward nonetheless, uh, which will likely bring his supporters and protesters who very well may clash and mm-hmm. cause more violence. Um, and he knows what he's doing. And yeah. we know what he's doing. And, you know, it's really hope, really hope that this doesn't come to, come to be. He sees this now. This is the new caravan. You know, these looters, these rioters who are burning down American cities, these Democrat-run cities, like, this is his play. And he's decided on it. So now he sees it as advantageous to himself for there to be unrest in the streets and for people to feel afraid and for people to be being killed because now one of his supporters was killed and that hasn't given him pause in any way, shape or form. So he's, I I think Biden has had a very good response to this. You know, there's this talking point that I even have been, I heard on NPR this morning where like one of his, one of the like people that they spoke to regurgitated it, basically saying that this violence is happening in democratic run cities and mm-hmm. places. And, and Biden has since responded being like, when I was vice president, there weren't democratic or Republican cities. There was American cities. Like I, we were, we were responsible for every single city, not just where the places people voted for me for. And I'm like, we need to, he, that is a great response, you know, like, cause we, we have heard that this administration already had, you know, they, they, they halted COVID testing and COVID response because it seemed like it was only happening in quote, blue states you know democratic states democratic cities so why would we help them with their covid response and they can in this these trumps and this campaign are just really focusing on an us and them platform yeah and biden is continuing to be like there is no us there is no them i'm going to be president for everyone and i think that is extremely you know I think that's a really great way to approach it. I really hope that they continue to do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think, um, I think Trump, Trump really sees himself as only the president of his base. And that's why so much of the RNC and so much of what he does is all about trolling and like all of that stuff. Like the way he used the white house on the last day with all the Trump, like fireworks and all that stuff he was doing it to troll people who said he wasn't supposed to use the White House. He was like, actually, I'm going to use it in the most gaudy, like, honestly, I'm going to use it like I'm a king and this is my palace. Like, Trump way. gets off. Trump gets off on uh, breaking the law and getting away with it. That is what, oh, yeah. that is what like, makes him, like, like, hot and bothered. You know, he doesn't give, like, you know, like... And so the fact that he was able to do this and get away with it just like really like makes him like really excited. Yeah, and that's the only that. reason he did it. Yeah, he was like, not only am I going to use the White House, but because you guys say that I can't use the White House, I'm going to use it over and over and over again in more and more ostentatious and outlandish ways. He's a fucking toddler. Like, I'm gonna that's put what children my, do. I'm going to put my own name over the Washington Monument in fire. Like, <laughs> but, like, okay. So last night, in an appearance on Fox News, President Trump compared police killing black people to making mistakes while playing golf. 
Honestly, let's just play the clip because you need to hear it for yourself. You know, a choker. They choke. Uh, shooting the guy, they, 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 they shooting can. the guy in the back many times. I mean, couldn't you have done something different? Couldn't you have wrestled? You know, I mean, in the meantime, he might have been going for a weapon. And, you know, there's a whole big thing there. But they choke. Just like in a golf tournament, they miss a three-foot You're putt. not comparing it to golf because, of course, that's no, what the media I'm saying say. people yeah. choke. People, people, people choke. Yeah. He is comparing it to golf. He is comparing it to golf, Laura. Yeah. it's. I mean, when you're in a place where Laura Ingram needs to step in and be like, hey, you're about to say something really fucked up, like, that's a really bad place to be. <laughs> <laughs> if she's saying that it's fucked up. Yeah, the person who bullied Parkland up. teenagers mm-hmm. is being like, hey, you're actually about to kind of get into some really dicey territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like, um, yeah, it's, oh God, it's, it's just like, he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything else other than golf. Like literally he doesn't know anything about anything else. He doesn't know business. He doesn't know about fucking running a country. Only thing he knows how to do is swing a fucking piece of metal to hit a ball with. He's also a sociopath. Like to not, not only to like think of it in terms like that, but to also not even realize you shouldn't say that. Like he's a sociopath. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand human emotions or empathy. Well, in in, in the same, you know, while he's explaining this, he is saying that these police officers are making a mistake. They their argument for so long is being like has been like it yeah it's been just it's justified it, the shooting mm-hmm. was justified so you are now saying that they're choking so it, how can they choke and it also be justified yeah it's i mean it's it it shows again why it's important to say black lives matter because mm-hmm. if black lives matter the president of the united states would not compare shooting a man seven times in the back to making a mistake on the golf course. Those two things would not be equitable in the mind of anyone. So like, yeah. that's where we are. Um, in that same interview, the president also said that people in dark shadows are orchestrating both the Biden campaign and the Kenosha protests. So, um, did, basically, you see, did you see that clip? That, that clip is crazy because it's like him talking about like these people and he's like, these people, they got on a plane and they're all wearing dark clothes and they're all connected. And it's like straight up like QAnon conspiracy yes. theory shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, completely I think completely conspiracy theory. I think it was him trying to appeal to QAnon people, but I think like most anyone who looks up QAnon that's not a QAnon person, he like can't really describe what QAnon is. So I know he's he's trying. He's like, yeah, they they believe there's um, shadows that control the government, and they everybody met on a plane. Mm-hmm. That's what I sound like when I try to explain what QAnon. Yeah. So Biden is also weighing a visit to Kenosha, Wisconsin this week. Um, And all of this comes as polls show the race between Trump and Biden tightening. 
As of this morning, Biden maintained an eight-point national lead over Trump. Uh, it's normal for races to tighten after the conventions. I wonder. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, uh, they both had their convention. Trump had his more recently. Yes. Um, however, this entire time, they were trying to paint Trump as this person who he is not. Yeah. Um, so, and Donald Trump has, you know, not done anything to help with that facade. If anything, <laughs> he has done everything to, you know, negate everything that happened last week. So I think any strides or any bump that they were counting on from last yes. week is already gone. Yes. Also, and I just love this little petty bit of information, but the DNC got higher ratings and Joe Biden mm-hmm. got higher ratings on his speech, which, you know, it doesn't change anything. We also have to work very, very hard to get Joe Biden elected. But I know that Donald Trump saw that and I know that that made him sad. So, well, it's I'm also also Kamala Harris got had more viewers and she was the vice presidential speech, not even the presidential speech. Wow. So. There you go on that. Um, I don't know. This whole this whole thing is making me extremely nervous because it doesn't seem like it does seem like this is this year this election's caravan. However, mm-hmm. this doesn't this doesn't seem like something that can just either go away or um, you know there's no because as opposed to the caravan, it didn't exist. People, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it wasn't actually happening. But with this, people are being shot and killed yes. and they are making it worse on purpose. And so it's, it's just a little like, frightening. Yeah. And it's also like when once violence is being incited at the highest levels, you don't control that. Like Donald mm-hmm. Trump can light a fire. He can't control where it burns or how big or what. So that's what is very alarming to me. Mm-hmm. And that is why I actually wanted to share with everyone on the pod that uh, over the weekend, I or last week, Friday, uh, last Friday, <laughs> I, <laughs> I did my first uh, at-home volunteer phone calling for Biden session. I called voters in swing states. Um, and honestly, I get very nervous. I'm the same as any millennial. I don't like talking on the phone. Super easy to do from home. You can actually do it literally at any time. Um, you can, tr- like, I could log in after this and do, like, a half hour of calls. It just, you do it on your computer. It just rings through for you. I talked to, like, three or four people. All of them were insanely nice all of them were really excited wanted to vote for joe biden and i was able to one sign a lady up to volunteer and then two i talked to another lady who was really you know she was a biden harris voter but really didn't know that much about different ways that she could request her ballot and all that stuff so i was able to connect her to that information so it was really, really rewarding. And I only did it for like an hour and I had all of those really great experiences. So I highly recommend uh, signing up for a session, making calls in swing states. If you're like if you're like me and you live in a pretty safe blue, you know, area, it can feel like kind of, I don't know, sometimes it can feel like you don't have a ton of like way to sway the election. but I, you know, you can make calls in swing states. You can do that. Uh-huh. 
And, and I remember we, we, we spoke with someone about this before, but they even said that even if you talk to someone who's like, I'm voting for Trump, I'm not interested, that is helpful because then people yes. know not to call that number. You know what yes. I mean? So, And the people who don't want to talk to you hang up on you. And mm-hmm. if they start yelling at you, you can hang up on them. But I didn't have anyone yell at me. I had some people be like, I'm busy and hang up. But I didn't have anyone be like, I love Trump, da, da, da. So if you go to go.joebiden.com, you can get signed up to start making calls. And you can get the Zoom links and the trainings and all that stuff. I didn't even do a training because I've made calls in the past and they give you the script. But you can do a training if you want. And then you can get started and you can really make them at any time. Um, and I also just signed up. There's another organization I wanted to highlight. Uh, VoteFromHome2020.org. Um, so if you donate $20 to them, I, I believe it's if you donate $20, they send ballots to 20 people. So they are ballot request forms they help connect people with their ballot. And then I'm going to make calls for them too, because they follow up with the people that they've sent the ballots to. And they tell like, make sure that they know how to fill it out and that they've gotten everything and all that stuff. So that's just one other way that you can get involved. And one last thing before we let you go, it's primary day in Massachusetts. Uh, There are uh, a bunch of very, very interesting races going on in Massachusetts. If you are a person at home and haven't Googled the whole Alex Morse debacle, do yourself a favor, Google that. We're not getting into it right now, but oh boy, that's a crazy story. Um, (laughs) But what we wanted to highlight right now is a very contentious race between sitting Senator Ed Markey and Joe Kennedy III. Uh, Ed Markey was one of the co-authors of the Green New Deal with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, super progressive senator. Joe Kennedy III is a Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, so Joe Kennedy, <laughs> Joe Kennedy's grandfather was Robert Kennedy. Okay. And his, his great uncle is JFK. Yes. Uh, obviously, uh, the Kennedy is very, very uh, popular family in Massachusetts. If Joe were to win, it would be his family's 27th straight victory. They've never lost in Massachusetts. But Markey has been embraced by young progressives who prefer him to the more centrist Kennedy. Nancy Pelosi actually weighed in. um, Even though she discouraged members not to endorse in the primaries, she endorsed Kennedy, which she said she did because she always supports House members. But, you know, that wasn't received well, I would yeah. say, by the progressives of the party. Did not enjoy that. So, again, Markey is one of the co-authors of the Green New Deal. He's one of the, you know, he's up there with Bernie and Liz as far as, like, the progressive senators. So, a lot of people were kind of like, well, why are we primarying him? Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, Markey maintains a 12-point lead over yeah. Joe. So, he might be looking at being the first Kennedy to lose. (laughs) (laughs) That does suck. But it's like, um, I think it wasn't, it, you know, this race was, has been happening for a long time, but Mm -hmm. it started to get a lot more attention the past like 
few months yes because it became clear like oh like why is this happening we need as many progressives in the senate as possible we can't let this guy just do this so yeah and i'm I excited think, to see how it plays out i know it's very very interesting uh and we wanted to shout out uh an article that we have up on the site right now it'll tell you how to vote how to request a ballot in every single state in this here union you can find that at betches.co slash deadlines yep and i think that brings us to the mm -hmm. end of the pod uh yeah so until the restoration of democracy <laughs> i'm elise morales i'm brian smith and this is the betches sup podcast the Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.